Herman Stern, the founder and CEO of Obermott and developer of the Obermott method. I'm going to talk about my investment decisions today and I opted for BNP Paribas, the French bank. I looked at this bank today because it popped up again and again over the past years even, you know, and, and again and again, I wanted to invest in, in this bank because they had such a good performance, such a good ranking on our Obermott top 10 lists. Now I saw it again. I saw it first on the Women Empowerment Principle list of 14th of August. It is on uh, Space 5. And then again on September 4th, it is number one on the COC40, the top 10 list of the largest French stocks. And there it is it is really a number one stock. It has a fantastic value ranking of 75, an outstanding growth ranking of 80, a safety ranking of 91, and a combined ranking of 95. It's it's really this is really good. This is this is really a good performance. So I I decided, you know, I can take it, you know, I can tell you what I did. I bought BNP Bariba also because I was really motivated by an earlier experience where I came across uh, Bank Bariba. I'm currently working intensively with ESG, this uh, principle of socially responsible investing, which I think is a bad name for ESG investors because basically ESG investors decide to buy stocks that have a good ecological, social and governance performance. That doesn't mean that they have, they're socially more responsible. They, it could just as well mean they're just smarter. If you look at the performance of a company and just look at their profits, you're basically looking at something that is in the past. And the same is actually true for stock returns. If you look at stock returns, you're looking at something that is in the past. And is that really a good only measure to look at. I'm not saying you should not look at those numbers, but I think an ESG performance is just as important to assess a company. And Bank Bob was on one of those ESG lists for affordable housing. You know, when I researched this topic, I'm helping a lot of my clients now manage their company better with ESG performance criteria and, you know, get controlling processes in place so that their ESG performance improves which long-term could really be beneficial to the bottom line as well. But of course, it could also cost something, you know, you never know, that really depends on every circumstance. Well, when I look at these banks, I was hesitant until the COVID crisis showed me again and again how important banks are. You know, they are a little bit the link between the economy and politics. You know, banks help you distribute the money that has to go to the right place and banks are there to distribute it to the right place. This is a really important function in society. If you want an economy to work well, you have to make sure their banking system is competitive, well-organized, because then you make sure the money is allocated to the best projects. And on top of that, COVID is not really it's not really caused by the banks. So it's not, you can't blame the banks, you know, they're not getting the blame for COVID. In the country, in Switzerland, Credit Suisse and UBS cooperated in a marvelous over-the-weekend job to distribute billions to 
companies that are in need of those of, of that money. When when the lockdown happened on Friday, immediately, you know, it's a really fascinating story. The heads of the largest Swiss banks worked directly together, you know, established a task force who could act extremely quickly. And less than a week later, emergency money was available to a, every comp company, every company in Switzerland with a bank account. It was really absolutely fascinating. So I'm asking myself, since I believe banks are actually quite important during the crisis and after the crisis, why are why is everything green on my on my chart? Why why do they have so good ranks? You know that also means they're cheap. It, it means that the price is low. That's why the value rank is high. I turned to Financial Times, which is my primary resource for getting additional information on stocks, because you cannot rely on Google anymore these days. Unfortunately, the internet is now full of spam, and anything valuable has starting to hide behind the paywall. And uh, when I went to Financial Times, uh, something immediately caught my eye. And there was basically an article saying, let me open that quickly, saying that there are health concerns around European obese and addicted banks. And I was like, health concerns? And I read the article which says, yeah, of course, you know, it's now it's now a dangerous time. I mean, we don't we shouldn't forget there could be about 800 billion in losses, uh, loan losses, if the pandemic worsens. European banks have a low profitability, lower than the US, because the US banks take higher risks. So when I read this uh, health concern issue, you know, I'm, I'm really worried. And the first thing I see is there, the bank, uh, the, the price to book ratio of European banks is less than 0 0.5. And the American banks or like the JP Morgan Chase Net Assets has a, a market to book ratio of 1.3. And it's like, wow, are the American banks, you know, banks more than double as good as the European banks? And, you know, I did that intuitively. It was an intuitive reaction. And I asked my analyst to look at that in more detail, you know, is, 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 is the solvency of European banks, because that's the story I'm reading here, is the solvency of European banks really as bad as it says here? Because when I go to my website and I look at European banks, they have actually quite high safety ranks. And, uh, and I was actually worried about our, our algorithm, you know. And then my analyst came back to me after researching the topic and said, you know, you're looking at a value ratio, not a safety ratio. 1.3 is price to book means American banks, or in this case, JP Morgan's with a market to book ratio of 1.3, as stated in the Financial Times, is more expensive than the average European bank, which has a market to book ratio of 0.5. So I did the classic mistake. I did actually two classic mistakes. The first classic mistake is I assumed that the numbers they present in the article are the numbers reflecting the title of the article. So I, I was too quick. You know, I, I assumed I'm reading an article about safety. I'm seeing a number and I'm assuming that higher is better. Uh, and <laughs> that's the second mistake. In this situation, actually, and the article described that correctly, and you know, I'm not, Financial Times didn't make a mistake, but Financial Times described then that European banks are a lot cheaper. So for me, that's, that's a positive signal. That means you get more money uh, with European banks. And actually, our value rank is 75, as I said before. 
So it's not that bad as it looks, even though most of the articles on, on Financial Times are bad. You know, they say European banks suspend dividends and share buybacks, which again, you know, suspending uh, share buybacks is, is actually a good thing, I think, because that means they can invest the money. They know what to do with the money. That, I'm always, you know, a little bit skeptical, as you may know, if companies uh, buy their shares, it means they don't know what to do with their money. And that for me is a bad sign. And I'm also reading that uh, US banks loan provisions are double the rate of European rivals. So again, you know, US banks have more loan provisions, which means they expect uh, they have more safety on their books than European banks, which have less provisions. But, but in this case, when you read the article correctly, it tells you that they are also riskier in their business model. So these articles that look bad on the first glance are not really that bad if you, if you look at them from an investor perspective. They, they basically tell you this is a really cheap opportunity to buy banks in Europe. And funny enough, there was one article that really concerned me and it said equity fund managers retreat from European banks. And I was like, oh, this is a really bad sign. They certainly must have reasons to do that. I didn't find any, any big reason to do that. <laughs> there was not nothing you know, there. But it said, the article said that they lowered their allocation to European banks from 2.6% to 1.1%. Which means, on the other hand, if things turn back to normal, the professional investors, the equity fund managers, which managed most of the assets, have to more than double their allocation to European shares, almost triple their share, their investments in European banks. And that, of course, is a future profit opportunity for someone who buys now. Because if they go back to their original allocation of banks, and 2.6% is not that high of an allocation to banks, actually, if you ask me, uh, the economy could probably sustain or explain a higher allocation to banks as well. So when, when things turn to normal and when all the fear has disappeared and of course there will be some loan losses but they will probably you know be booked against the provisions that were already made. At that point professionals will need to buy a lot of bank stocks. So when I have the bank stock now and I'm doing this, this call I'm thinking about buying a second bank because of this really interesting uh, uh, situation. And, uh, and I, I come to the conclusion again, another bad article is actually a reason to buy a European bank. Then I look at Bank Paribas and let's summarize, the, let's sum this up. I looked at Bank Paribas and uh, I just read that Deutsche Bank transfers 800 staff to, uh, of their investment banking division to, uh, to Paribas. And I think that again is an interesting thing because investment banking is a very, very profitable business and other Articles or the headlines said BNP is, is, uh, has, has Goldman in its sights after beefing up their hedge fund business. And then even better, BNP has, beats expectations as investment banking revenues rise. So this is a really profitable business, which of course has its risks. I know that. So you have to be you know, careful with investment banks. The Swiss got hurt a lot by their investment banking activities. But you may remember that I already bought Credit Suisse and UBS in spring, so BNP Paribas is my third bank. And the business models of Credit Suisse are a lot safer. They are in asset management, they are in uh, wealth management, brokerage, and these are very safe businesses uh, compared to investment banking. 
So I already have safe stocks in the banking area. And for that reason, I'm not that worried about buying a riskier stock, especially not since the prospects are good. So I decided to buy BNP Paribas. That is my decision and I wish you a lot of success with your decision. <music>